with a super pop hero cast. Hey, but tonight we are <laughs> Nerd Debate Five. Number five. five. Thank you for You're clapping alive. over yes. there. I don't think you're clapping for us. I don't think that there was for us. It might be a birthday over there. Who knows? Hi, everybody, and welcome to Nerd Debate 5 is live. I am your host and judge for the evening, Casey Ryan, and uh, we're going to introduce everybody in order of how far they had to travel to get here. So that means, Chuck, we're going to start with you. Hi, buddy. Hi. Hi. Uh, Chuck, Chuck, two things. What are you drinking, and what is your favorite summer movie? <laughs> uh, I'm drinking the... What the weird water weird? Water Don't weird. Look at me, I'm, water weird. Yeah, that's what it is. Is water weird? Yep. Yep. The watermelon dragon fruit. <laughs> There's Dave. We're gonna talk to Dave in a minute. Yeah. And uh, my favorite summer movie is Jaws. Yeah, I knew that was gonna be your answer. That's of course you I did. Started. That's why you asked. Yeah. Uh, next is uh, coming all the way from the wilds of New Jersey, Colin Ryan. Hello. Colin, same question. What are you drinking and what's your favorite summer movie? Well, I'm glad I get to go first because I think everybody's drinking the same thing. <laughs> but I'm drinking Prismatic Spray, the award-winning um, right. Rainbow Sherbet. Thank you. That's right. Rainbow <laughs> Sherbet. Sherbet. Sherbert. Sherbet. Sherbert. Rainbow no. Sherbet Sher Sour. Sherbert. And it's quite delicious. And uh, my favorite summer movie, off the top of my head, I'm going to say Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, oh nice choice. All right. Next, uh, my forever dance partner, Miss Shannon Tompkins. Shannon, what are you drinking? Beyond um, besides your I'm water. I'm so glad that Colin went before me so that I could remember what it was called. Um, <laughs> I have a tiny little glass. It's of, so small. It's yeah, prismatic. What ocean? Pr prismatic spray. That's what I said. Prismatic spray. Thank you. Uh, I I think my favorite summer movie is Disney's The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Okay. Sure, that's a that's summer movie. Yes, it was. I mean, it came out in the summer. Okay. okay. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. okay. You sure. would know. I watched you are it Disney multiple expert. times in the summer. Okay. And lastly, yes, my yes. partner in crime on the Super Pod Hero cast, Mr. Todd Panic. Hey, buddy. Is he hey, last because he hasn't won yet? Too close. We, yes, we're not used to huh? being this close. Or being in front of each other. Or in, or oh, in front of each other. Hey, good to see you, oh. buddy. It's our fifth nerd debate. I know. Fifth nerd debate. Um, so, Todd, uh, what are you drinking? Well, uh, I'm keeping up the trend. Prismatic spray of rainbow sherbet. 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 Uh, and favorite summertime right. movie. I didn't even, you, you sprung this one on me. Uh, that's the point. I got it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, I, I hate to say it, I hate to copy it, but I think Jaws is the quintessential, the Jaws. quintessential sure. summertime oh. movie. Yeah. No, I'm pop up, front. move away from the board. Not oh, audience participation. Look, there's some nice things back there yeah, that yeah, you can sit go. with. Nope, nope, nope. nope. Step away. Step away. Oh, He's like, Here hey, what's this button do? Hey, everybody, if you've this listened to the podcast, uh, <laughs> way back in the days when we used to record in person, and Papa would occasionally walk through... He's once again walked through. Papa, good to see you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're going to have five questions for this evening. But to figure out who goes first, y'all know what we need to do. Yeah, Arm wrestle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, we need to play a beginner game. Oh, boy. We're going to do a little game called the spelling game. Uh-oh. I've got a word in front <laughs> uh -oh. of me, and you guys have to figure out what movie I've attached to that letter. Okay, I'm all over the And the okay. words that we are spelling are... Be heroic, which is the tagline for the Superpod Hero Cast. Be heroic, sure. So we're going to go this way. We're going to start with Chuck and work our way down. Okay. Chuck, got a spell, Chuck. First letter is B. What movie comes to your mind? <laughs> a B movie. Oh, that that's your choice? The B movie? <laughs> B movie. Uh, I got it. Blues Brothers. 
Blues Brothers. No, I'm sorry. I wrote down blue is the warmest color. That's a movie? Okay. Sure is. Yes. Hey, folks, just just go along for the ride on this one. These games are always, there's something. I don't fun. know where we're going, but I know That's there's a destination. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Shannon. Okay. E. Uh, That's not a movie. Could be. Electric Boogaloo. Not a movie two. either, but okay. Uh, Do you mean break into Electric Boogaloo? Yeah. No. No. Uh, I chose everything, everywhere, uh -huh. all at once. Okay. By the way, there's a theme here in case anyone's trying to figure it out. Colin. H. Hmm. Hell or high water. Ooh, good choice, but no. It is uh, a history of violence. Okay. We're, we're not counting definite articles, by the way. Um, oh, and now, should we be jumping in here if we have a guess on what your theme is? Do you have an idea? Well, so far, all of these are... Award-winning? I'm, I'm pretty sure they're either adapted from a graphic novel or... Oh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's give them a round of applause. Look at that. Wait, that was the theme? That's the theme. Yeah, the non-comic non book graphic novel movies. Non-superhero crap. Yep, exactly. Movies we will never do on this podcast. <laughs> well, this well. Show. Wait a minute. And, and the theme that I never would have gotten. Nope, me Todd, E. Well, I, I, why are we going to keep going? I, keep keep going. You gotta, e. Okay, E. Uh, okay, E. It's going to be uh, Aragon. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Why would you mention that nope. terrible? No, I just went with not. everything, everywhere, all at once again. again. I, I almost said that. <laughs> Chuck. Keeping it PG. Keeping it R. PG. Ratatouille. That's a good cartoon. That's a great choice. But no, red. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know any oh. of these. I don't know. Sorry. Yep. Uh, I chose Old Boy. I don't know what that is. Uh, kids, don't look up that movie. Yeah. Uh, it's a great Father's Day movie. Oh, 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 oh. I, Colin, I. 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 I I wish the answer was Ghost World. It is not Ghost World. Okay. It is iBoy. That's not a thing. That's a thing. Ooh, is and a... go ahead, Todd. Bring us home with Bring C. C. Uh, C, I'm going to go with um, Citizen Kane. Yes. 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 The, the very famous graphic famous novel. Famous modern, modern. Citizen Kane. No, it's a little movie called Cowboys and Aliens. Oh. Oh. I would have told totally you. That's, that's not a graphic novel. That's, <laughs> a, a, that's a treatment with pictures. <laughs> they made that. So since nobody won, you have we're just going to go Chuck, Shannon, Colin, Todd. As it should be. Just okay. All right. Calm down, Jim. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I, I will only be answering for the rest of the evening, too. Champagne. Champion. I mean, yeah. it's only one time that you won, so I don't know why you're so yeah, excited. Yeah, the about most it. recent one. It That's is, how it, it is. The most recent. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, right. Todd, have you won yet? <laughs> no, I think Todd <laughs> might be the only one here. Oh, I, oh I'm sorry. Hang on. I'm a, I, there's a little something up on the screen. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. What's happening? Oh, a new foe has appeared. Oh, good. Guys, gals, non binary pals. <laughs> we have a special guest competitor. Uh -huh. Special uh -huh. guest. All right. It is Mr. Jack Montgomery. Oh. Co-host, hi Dolly, of the fourth pillar of there, am I on? Yep. Okay, Ooh, I got a uh, one of our, everybody. one of our, one of Sorry our. About 
sibling, <laughs> one of our sibling podcasts on <laughs> Night Shift Radio. That's the superhero you Hey, do you guys like Dungeons and Dragons? Of course you do. You want to have some people build a role-playing game? Of course oh, you do. That's going to be do. Josh and Callan's podcast. Absolutely. Fourth Pillar of Play. Available it's, wherever you catch your pod. Literally. Literally. All right. All oh, right. So, oh, nice. So we're, we're all, so all those, those times that you carefully worked out to make sure we I get out sure. of here on time. I made sure. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So our very first question is going to be. Casey? What's, am I after oh, Todd yeah. then? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yes. I was also going to use Road to Perdition. You didn't use that. Yeah, yeah. There was no I Road to Perdition. Did. Okay. Yep. Oh, all great movies. Did. I don't understand how, why. How do you guys all know that these are all graphic novels? I think they're just, we're cool. They're just. No, I don't novels. know. You nerds. In, in this context, we're cool. Right. <laughs> in this very specific, <laughs> very specifically small, narrow. small circle. Yeah. Oh, should, should we mention though, just before we start? Oh, here we go. We we certainly hope. Uh, that we will uh, that the podcast we pick up some new f- fans this evening. Oh, the but back specifically, we have a fan. Yes, yes, Matt, all the way from Kentucky. Let's Matt. Give her, yeah, yeah. Give her a round of applause. Woo-hoo. Thanks for making the trip, man. That is really, really impressive. But we we should say that for for anybody who is uh, encountering the podcast for the first time, it does tend when not in such a public family friendly setting. To have a little bit of a, a saltier flavor, a little spicy verbally, yeah, little. Uh, and, Not but, for me. But the great thing is, is that we can we can all tone it down here. We can all trust ourselves. Very toned down at, for, to share it with everyone, particularly Casey and my mother, who <laughs> who loves the, how much we curse on the podcast usually. Uh, so she brought a little special something, which is the swear jar. Well, slash, how, wait, wait, how, step beer yes. fund. How much, how let's much get pers- that on camera? Chuck, yeah, how much swear? Yeah, well, we just set it right here. And Chuck, you can just drop a credit card. I, should in I there. just drop a 20 in uh, right now? You know. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, just, per, first, um, our lovely mother is also the third host on the wonderful Star Trek movie review podcast, Where No Mom Has Gone Before. Also and on Night Shift Media. Also, also on, Night, on Shift. Night Shift Radio. Uh, and my wonderful wife pointed out something. Hey, guys, where are we? Hey, uh, we're at Bullfinch Brew Pub in Destiny, USA, in Syracuse, New York, <laughs> which is where you can get all of the oh, beers God. we that, talked about. That's gonna and there are more than two. That's okay. going to cover for the next 30 seconds. for me. <laughs> that's not going to do much. So we're going we're gonna to talk to Dave, the owner and brewmaster here at Bullfinch later. Bit, yep. Very excited to be here. Uh, if you have not yet visited Bullfinch Brew Pub. We've drank their beer before on the podcast. We're all drinking it again now. We all drank it before this podcast. We drank yeah. it before this one. So uh, enjoy <laughs> and uh, ch- come check out Bullfinch Brew Pub. Arguably some of the best beers in Central New York. Mm. You're Captain mm. America, Faust. Okay, you. thank you. <laughs> so our first question of the evening, <clears throat> excuse me, is who wins in a brawl? Peacemaker, Steve Rogers, John Walker, Soldier Boy, or Sam Wilson? So we're going to have... Two minutes for each person to make their statement. 30-second argument from each other competitor. And then 15-second rebuttal, if you need all that time. I'm going to put two minutes on the clock. Chuck, we're going to start with you. And away you go. Uh, I went with Falcon or Sam Wilson. Uh, I'm figuring that his uh, gift of flight is going to allow him to maybe cheat a little and... uh, fly around while everybody else beats the bag out of each other, tires themselves out, maybe drop a couple of missiles from the, what's that bird thing called that he's got on his shoulder? 
that uh, was Red, Red Wing. Red Wing. Red Wing. Thank you. Um, my notes, by the way, are the notes that I had out, not my final draft. So I don't have everything here. So this is why this is going to be a little choppy. But I'm thinking that even though, <laughs> even though he doesn't have the strength that uh, Captain America does and um, uh, Soldier Boy does, those two guys are probably going to end up going at it on each other right off the bat and uh, tiring each other out. And Falcon will be able to come in and eventually, uh, after they're tired, come in and finish them off. Okay. That's, okay. Uh, is that is you? That's it. That's the, what I got. I, I've always found that when I'm tired, it's a whole lot easier to finish. Okay. okay sorry. Stop yeah. right now. Okay. All right, yep. Shannon. It's a shame. Two minutes is a family version. And go. All right. So I have Peacemaker. Um, I'm pretty sure that he's going to win because he believes that the ghosts of the people that he has killed um, are collected inside his helmet and that they give him advice. So he has a whole lot of um, extra words of advice twirling around inside his head. I'm sure that's going to help him. He has an indomitable will. Um, he's not the smartest superhero so he doesn't really think very much before he like just blows into action uh you know he's got the peak of human physical strength just like uh all your other guys that he's going to be battling um he's kind of got the some of the same superhero powers as everybody else but he just got access to uh advanced military weapons and he's the only superhero with a sidekick the amazing eagly and <laughs> eagly has never failed him that's true yeah that's it that's it all right well Colin, go ahead. Uh, so my choice uh, was Steve Rogers, the original Captain America. And I think the reason for why he's the obvious correct choice isn't just super soldier strength, isn't just the most combat experience fighting since 1941. It is something that he has that none of these other choices have in nearly the same amount, which is the power of moral persuasion. <laughs> Cap, Steve Rogers can stop this fight by talking anybody else into it, <laughs> into realizing that he and everything he stands for is right and true and the best that we can be. He'll just talk them all out of it. There you go. That's it. It's a bold right. strategy, Cotton. Bold strategy. Let's see if it pays off for him. <laughs> Mr. Panic. So I just want to point out how it pains me to argue against... <laughs> I know, Tom, that was Rodgers. really, really hard for you. Sadly, right this now. is not the only time tonight I'll be arguing against the world's greatest superhero. But in terms of this fight, uh, Soldier Boy is going to take the day. And... Soldier Boy has, uh, is also a World War II era hero. He very closely parallels Captain America with the addition of Agent V, which produces uh, incredible superhuman abilities, far beyond Cap's limits of human abilities, and unfortunately paired with a total lack of a moral compass, meaning he will be the most brutal fighter on the field, combined with decades and decades of experience. I hate to say it, but... In terms of this specific question right now, tonight only, Soldier Boy will be <laughs> Josh, go right ahead. Okay, so to be fair, I was left with John Walker. 
it was it was the one that I couldn't make That's it true. to. However, um, I broke my overall scale down between. Uh, I, I came up with a whole methodical scale. So right. I had strength, discipline, and bloodlust. So the difference for bloodlust is willing to murder. See, I'm, I'm splitting the hair between killing and murdering. Okay. So quick rundown the way I see it goes. The way I see it, uh, Falcon gets taken. Falcon America, Captain America gets taken out immediately by Peacemaker. Next, the focal point is going to be Peacemaker as he is the guy with a gun. <laughs> um, once the guns are available, I feel Soldier Boy is going to scramble for them. And then I feel, given the circumstances, Walker and uh, Cap are going to team up and work together on him. It's going to come down to Walker and Captain America. Walker is a super soldier. He has very limited time on the screen. However, I believe, given his military experience, given his time as a star athlete, apparently, he has a good awareness of his body. So he has combat experience, awareness of his body. You give him superpowers, he's going to adapt as quickly as one Agent Carter did in What If, where she was immediately dangerous <laughs> to a level. Because, you know, Steve Trevor had to figure out how to use his body. Up to that point, it really wasn't a thing that served him at that level. But what it'll come down to is bloodlust. And though certainly Captain American can... I think I could probably take out Captain America while he's trying to convince Soldier Boy of a moral moral (laughs) high ground. Um, But ultimately, I think it's going to be Walker versus Cap, and I think Walker will take it because we have seen him outright murder. Okay. So this is where it gets tricky because I can only do minutes on this thing. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Um, You can can count down. It It counts down in seconds. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, uh, Chuck. Thirty seconds. Go. What am I doing? I'm 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 arguing everybody else's. Hi, Chuck. Going welcome really to the podcast. Well. I, I apologize. Uh, wait, my lovely wife to the rescue again. Thirty well, seconds. Uh, oh well. Uh, <laughs> is that, how do you argue all that in thirty seconds? I still Fast. think that I. I, I still think that Falcon is going to take this just because of his ability to flight. He's the only guy that can fly. He's got Red Wing. He's got the the uh, the advanced vision that's going to actually help him in his defense of everything that everybody else is going to throw at him. So while he's off flying around and everybody else is knocking each other off, he's going to be fine. All right. He's done. Shannon. All right. I'm not really worried about Sam because Eagly is going to take Sam out and <laughs> he's already done. So then I just got to worry about the other three. Four, three, yeah. Okay, so uh, I, I, well, I mean, Cap is not going to convince Peacemaker of anything because Peacemaker has like one mission, and that's just going to be to take everybody out. So uh, he's got enough firepower to do that. So I'm not really concerned about Cap either. Um, I think that his bloodlust kind of probably matches uh, Walker's. So um, I Two, think. Oh no! One. And then. Time. That'll be it. Okay, bye. And that'll be all. Okay, <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm really, I still, I still think that the strong point here that 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 Steve Rogers has that none of them do, else does is moral persuasion. And you know, I hear what you're saying about people like Peacemaker or Soldier Boy not listening. Do you know who listens canonically when Steve Rogers talks? The Punisher, right? <laughs> He's Captain America. He fought Hitler. People listen. That, that is his real important superpower, right? It's not the super strength. It's not the speed. It's none of that. It is his ability to lead and convince, and he'll get any of them to fight Done. each other. <laughs> All right. So 
Soldier Boy is the physically most powerful hero or uh, combatant on the field here. This is also Super Smash Brothers. There's no discussion. There's no morality. It's simply a fight. So you have the physically most powerful uh, combatant is Soldier Boy. You have the most experienced warrior tied with uh, Captain America. And you have the complete lack of morality and willingness to murder. So Soldier Boy takes that in every one of those dimensions. Soldier Boy. Four. No, that's right. I, I can see the rest of my time. Do you yield your time? I yield my time. <laughs> Josh, go right ahead. Uh, okay, Sam has no powers. Peacemaker is a buffoon. <laughs> I love the Pollyanna approach to Captain America. Pollyanna approach. Um, <laughs> Soldier Boy is a little too erratic to be, you know, to capably take out John Walker and Steve Rogers. Um, that's it. I'm done. I yield my time. All right. Stop, Danny. <laughs> All right. Okay. Fifteen second rebuttal from each person, fighting against the arguments that were just made. Chuck, you start. So Sam's uh, ability of flight and his uh, extreme force generation, he's not going to be seen coming in as he goes in and just takes people out. So he comes in, takes somebody's out, gone. Everybody else is now fighting because they don't know where he is. Comes in, does it again, pecks him off one at a time. Uh, Eagly's going to go take out Soldier Boy's <laughs> eyes after he's done with wow. after he's done with him, and then uh, I'm he's fine with everybody else. I love that you believe in air superiority. You're definitely an Air Force vet. You did fly planes. I did fly planes. I'm not talking about a Pollyanna-ish approach here. This is a person who can say, I have been in the trenches of warfare. I have been where you've been, and you don't have to be this person. Physically most powerful combatant. Decades of combat experience going back to World War II and a total lack of morality and a willingness to murder. Soldier Boy. Do we have a new timer now? Yeah. Uh, okay. Go um, again, Soldier Boy, I wikied. I don't think actually the most powerful. He seems to be on par with all the other super soldiers. Um, also, uh, he has Agent V. I lack of discipline is going to get him in the end. He's, he's a maniac. He doesn't do anything that makes any sense. Also, we're not afraid of Eagley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. With you and the he eagle. He misses, though. Like, he hasn't. Eagly is Shannon. the brains of the outfit. So. <laughs> That's not. Yes. Good idea, yeah, Shannon. Right. Put your mic down. <laughs> All right. So, um, oof. This was tougher than I thought it was going to be. I thought this was going to be a pretty easy one. Um, okay. In a perfect world, Steve Rogers does come on the field and say, hey, everybody, let's talk about this. Um, and then, you know, Soldier Boy starts kicking the snot out of him. But then Cap wins. Cap wins. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers. The original Captain America. Like, yes, absolutely. That's Colin Ryan. Fair. Colin Ryan. <laughs> Fair. Fair. I'm just saying I that, mounted a that's pretty the good... One, that's the one I can lose. Can we, can we, can we reveal to, the, fine to the audience here and at home? How the how the picking for this one went? Yeah, I think you should. Yeah, I think you should. <laughs> I, I, I wrote Steve about three seconds after I got the email, <laughs> and everybody else went. <laughs> yeah, it was Steve Rogers all along. Listen, I mounted a really good defense for a guy who's had like twenty minutes of screen time. <laughs> you did great. Right down to you it. You did yeah. great. 
okay. I actually got permission to use the comic book version, yep. <laughs> but they would have obliterated everyone because he can like lift eleven tons now because of the power broker. Oh, oh, of course. So he has okay. Taskmaster, Taskmaster training plus incredible. Strength. I, I think we have a ruling on the field. Yeah, yeah keep moving yeah. on. Okay. Wow. <laughs> All right. I'm just sad about the whole Soldier Boy wiki thing. <laughs> I did. I did. So with that, we'll move on to question two, which is, which Disney movie deserves a live action redo? This time it's going to be one minute statement. Can you keep telling me? Thank you. Uh, 30 second argument and 15 second rebuttal. And again, we're going to start Chuck, Shannon. I got to tell them every time because they forget. Wow. Chuck and start. Come on. So personally, I don't think any of them should be made into live action. How dare you. Um, well, <laughs> done. They're done. I mean, maybe one of what they've done has already been okay. However, if I had to pick one, I would go ahead and say Wreck-It Ralph. Um, I actually have the guy. Um, he's kind of an internet star, uh, Instagram star. His name is Jeff Dabe. Yep. Um, he is absolutely ginormous. He's a professional arm wrestler. And if uh, Wreck-It Ralph was actually a real person, it would be Jeff Dabe. Um <laughs> Super, super nice guy, very soft-spoken, and he kind of speaks in a in real life in a way that Wreck-It Ralph does kind of like, not to be mean, but buffoonish. However, he's a super, super nice guy, which is obviously what Wreck-It Ralph would be, and honestly, when I saw this guy, I would literally thought Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. So, uh, that's, that's what I got. It's, if you're going to pick one, Wreck-It Ralph. Done. Okay. Shannon? Go. All right, I chose the uh, 1985 uh, bomb, uh, The Black Cauldron, which is actually based on um, five books by Lloyd Alexander and was written in 64. Um, the original animated movie only slightly covers moments of the first couple of books. Um, they bear kind of a slight resemblance to The Lord of the Rings. Uh, given the resurgence of that franchise and our never-ending appetite for it, I think Disney would do well in hiring um, folks interested in that genre to take sort of a second look. Uh, which is the much darker and more interesting than the original 85 movie was. And it's actually quite uh, dark enough for its time. So one of the main reasons it was such a flop then was that CEO Michael Eisner and newly appointed studio chairman Jeffrey Katzenberg hated the film so much. And they had already, it was already finished when they came aboard. In addition, the early screenings were reportedly so scary that children ran from the theater screaming. So um, Katzenberg did such a hack job cutting it. Um, Five seconds. <laughs> okay. Uh, what remained? Um, it was a bigger bomb until... Uh, Done. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Shan tries to get as much in. Yeah. I know. If you don't say done to me, then I'd have more. <laughs> Tell me about Micro Machines, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> that means... Go ahead, Colin. Uh, so, uh, sim similar to Shannon, I feel that it's a good idea to remake movies that didn't quite work the first time. Uh, my pitch is for actually also a four-film series: The Sword in the Stone, <laughs> The Ill-Made Knight, The Queen of Air and Darkness, The Candle in the Wind, which is The Once and Future King by T. H. White, a novel that has been adapted twice, both as Disney's The Sword in the Stone and Camelot. Neither quite worked, um, and it's a great book. Uh, it's made of four separate books within it, sort of similar to Lord of the Rings. It is also epic fantasy, but it is also political humanist commentary. Uh, and I think is just a step in a different direction from mining the same Celtic background as Lord of the Rings and would be a you know, movie that needs to be made. 
Yielding? Yielding. Yielding. All right. Todd, that's you. Okay. So we're going to remake the animated Tarzan. So Tarzan, creation of Edgar Rice Burroughs, one of the grandmasters of science fiction. We have never had a good modern Tarzan movie. This is an opportunity to retell a story and correct the white savior aspects inherent <laughs> in the initial source material. Uh-huh. That said, uh, in this uh, exciting setting, uh, adventure, daring, bold, it's an opportunity to retell and improve upon an original in a way that we've never seen on screen. And I yield the remainder of my time. All right, yielded. Josh, that's you. Okay, so um, I'm going to second that I don't know why you would remake any of these. Um, however, when given the opportunity, I chose Big Hero 6. Already excellent movie. Reason for redoing it, just to be able to re-expose whole new audiences to it, bring that diverse cast out, show people. But best of all, you can exercise T.J. Miller from the entire oh, yeah. thing. That is literally like almost my primary eye. Oh, wow. So, so there you go. I yield my time. Miller Exercise TJ Miller. Not from... coming on the podcast. Nor do okay. we want him on the podcast. Yeah, nor do we want him. Nor yeah. do we want him. We're so, good. There you go. That's your time? Yeah, it's a great movie, so I don't need to say yeah. anything else. All right. Okay, now it is 30-second argument for each one. Chuck, you start it. And go. Uh, again, you know, on the same, uh, same argument, Wreck-It Ralph was, I think, was a sleeper good hit movie. People, I don't think people were actually expecting it to be as good as it was. Uh, and it's another one of those movies where it's not just, you know, guy saves girl. It's They actually work together. And in a lot of aspects of the movie, the princess, as she turns out to be, ends up being the main hero anyways. Um, and is the the star of the show, even though it's time. time. Wow. 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 Go. I, I Turn it on. Wreck It Ralph and uh, Big Hero 6 are too good to be bothered with. They're fantastic movies. You don't need to do it. Um, Tarzan and has been tried too many times and failed. We don't need to be bothered with that right now. Um, oh, wow. The Black Cauldron has a much bigger cult following than uh, Sword in the Stone does. It's uh, It got bigger and bigger and bigger as oh. the years went on. And Sword in the Stone is, is good, but it's not good enough. Um, we've done Camelot stuff already. <laughs> so in case anyone doesn't know, Shannon is very passionate about Disney. Hence why she's what? going hard on this question. <laughs> That's not true at all. All right. Go ahead, Colin. Yeah. Uh, so Wreck-It Ralph, Big Hero 6, don't, you don't remake movies that worked. You remake ones that didn't. Um, a live action Tarzan. So crazy. It just might have been done times uh, i appreciate the idea of trying to get out the racism and colonialism that is in tarzan it's not possible uh, <laughs> uh and so the, the, we're, we have very similar pitches here obviously right take a neglected fantasy classic that almost worked as a disney movie time. and run with it time but mine's better <laughs> all right take a look at uh, um Okay, so again, Tarzan has never been done well. There's the you have success with both Black Cauldron and the Sword in the Stone. This is an opportunity to get it right when it has never gotten right before. Uh, we've we've seen that same failure in John Carter of Mars. This is an incredibly rich source material. Uh, 
collection of source material that's never been done well. So this is the opportunity to redo it and do it right. Done. Okay. Um, literally, again, if I'm coming from the standpoint of I don't think we should remake any of these because we already have an animated <laughs> version, all I'm saying is we go in order to expose it to a whole, maybe we even have a chance to add some uh, LGBTQ themes that aren't in the original. Ooh, I mean, okay. we've done Strange World, so Disney can get a little bit closer. Maybe this could be the extra jump that they need to go the rest <laughs> of the way. And again, I don't know if I mentioned this, we would be exercising T.J. Miller <laughs> from a Disney film. Oh, I think that's really, wonderful. really strong point. It's a very strong I'm point. I'm sorry, it's I think garbage. I'm seeing right now Florida has just canceled our podcast. I know. They're, 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 yeah. Great, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I got one question before I make my ruling. It's really important. Wait, I thought we don't do rebuttals? Oh, yeah, do rebuttals. No, we don't need to do rebuttals. Yeah. I'm cutting them out. I just have one question. Yeah. Who's going to play Wreck-It Ralph? I just told you who played yeah. uh, Jeff Dave. Oh, yeah, yeah, you do. He's Maybe this is where this came from. Shannon, who uh, who's going to play the the Witch King or whatever his name is, the bad guy? Oh, uh, I I might just go with. Um, I'm, this is going to be an answer for later, but I kind of wanted to take. Um, <laughs> what about like Viggo Mortensen? I don't know who that is. I know who you Viggo do. Mortensen is. Sorry, that's what I meant. Viggo Sherbert. 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 That's what I meant. All right. Uh, Colin, who's going to play Merlin? Oh, that's a really good question. What the one I thought you were going to answer? And the answer is, of course, Sam Neill. <laughs> Wait, didn't he already sure. play Merlin? He did. Yeah, that's been Indeed. done before. Sorry. When did he play Merlin? He played uh, In it. the BBC Merlin. Seriously? You don't know that? See? Wasn't that good casting, folks? <laughs> okay, then Vigo Sherbet. <laughs> Sherbert. <laughs> Todd, who's going to play Clayton? Clayton. Uh, the, the entire movie's... No, no. Um, Clayton. Uh, we're we're going to cast unknowns. We're going to cast unknowns. Start oh, with cop out. <laughs> That's a cop out. Or, that uh, is a cop out. I think I ever heard the one. actor known as Brian Blessed or John Reese davies the singular person. Yes, either one of those. Jackie. All right. And uh, Josh. Yeah. Who's replacing T.J. Miller? I don't remember his character's name. Oh, you name. know what? I wasn't even ready to do that. I wasn't ready for that. That's what got me there. Kind of a minute. Point. <laughs> Different, more fun, acceptable stoner vibe. Damn it. I have gotten not, I don't know. I haven't given it, Matthew any, McConaughey. I given it any thought. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. All right. I was, yeah. damn it. <laughs> um... Oh, man, Josh, that's a really good point. None of these need to be remade, but that's the fun of this question. Making yeah, you guys no, have to work hard. Calm down, Shannon. I've made my ruling. <laughs> I saw your eyes. <laughs> um, Shannon gets extra upset every year if she doesn't win the Disney question. I didn't get a rebuttal. However, Nobody did. Nobody did. However, all three of them are literally talking about just making whole new properties. They're not right. talking about remaking the content. Right. They're like, hey, let's take a bad movie and try true. again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's what the point <laughs> of fix it should nah, be. Like, no, that take, should be the only no, reason to no, remake No, because if you've, already got, a win, if you've already got a winning formula, <laughs> run with it. I just want to point no. out that yeah. these movies all make a lot of money and hey, a lot of people do like them. Hey, everybody, yeah. shut up. I don't. Shut up. I agree. Can we say that? This is a family setting. Yeah, that we can say. It's in Disney movies. There's there's cash in the jar anyway. Yeah, there's plenty of cash in the jar. Um, paid it forward. <laughs> Colin, Sword in the Stone would be great. Um, mm -hmm. it, <sighs> I mean, I sincerely hope that, and I'm pretty sure that mine, yours, and yours are all in development, by the way. <laughs> no, no kidding. No, I'm pretty sure it is. Oh, is it? Oh, I have yeah. no idea. 
Um, Insider information. <laughs> Shen in the Black Cauldron fire. was a horrible failure, and I, I don't know if like the problem with all these live action Disney movies is they are worse than the animated movies that came before them. I'm Disney looking directly at you, disagree. The Lion King. <laughs> That's the truth. The Lion yes. King was differently animated. Yeah, That's there's a lot of it. Definitely was it was horrible or animated. Yeah. Horrible. <laughs> So that leaves Mr. Panic. Yes. While we ha now, is it going to have all the Phil Collins music? No, of course not. <gasps> Whoa. Whoa. Well, then. Oh, you just ruined it. You, you had just, a chance. You just. It's not a musical. Todd, Todd you I mean, I mean, I mean, yes. I, yes. There we go. Have, yes. So, we have the same music. Yeah. Oh, no. Come on. Stop. That being said. Todd Panic wins the point. Okay, sorry. Thank you. Very nice. Hey. Okay. Hey. I would watch that. Yeah, I would. How many Tarzans do we need? How many Batman movies do we need? I'm going to go see them all. Shannon, I do want to say I, as a child, saw The Black Cauldron at the theaters. And when I thought Gurgi was dead, the tears were endless. I don't even remember Black Cauldron. If you haven't read The Chronicles of Bredain, which is where The Black Cauldron comes from, or The Once and Future King, you really should. They're both fantastic. But Gurgi's death emotionally affected me deeply. Yeah. It's if not up there read, with Artax. Watch it every right day. If you haven't read Tarzan and you can handle a lot of casual racism. Well, <laughs> hi. Welcome back. There. We're going to keep going with <laughs> this. Lost control. <laughs> Does anybody know where the reins are at this point? Dude, they're way out <laughs> in the middle of the road. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next question is, which is the best direct sequel to the first movie in the MCU? So... Iron Man, the Captain America. by a character. No, not necessarily. Let me explain. Yep. Okay. Any first movie that introduces a character, the direct sequel to that, it will make sense when people start giving their answers. Okay. Chuck, go ahead. Start us. I went with Iron Man 2. Uh, I am a big fan of Iron Man. I think Iron Man is... this. Is the, the second one is kind of when they're... Really getting their vibe on, and with the the whole uh, MCU, you get some major characters brought in. Black Widow, uh, we get uh, Brody's recast with Don Cheadle, which is, to me, as much as I love Terrence Howard, I think Don Cheadle was a vast improvement over Terrence Howard. Um, you're starting to see the issues that Tony Stark has with his the ego that he already has and his powers, and not being able to figure out how to fix. The illness that his powers have actually caused, and uh, I just think that it's a uh, uh, a great. Um, uh, we got um, t uh, who's the uh, Sam Rockwell. The, thank you, You're Sam welcome. Rockwell. My brain is like half firing today. I don't know if you guys <laughs> noticed. Um, Sam Rockwell. It's just to, to me, it's a great overall movie that brings brings us further into the story that is the MCU universe and time. All right. Uh, nice job. Yeah, in two minutes. All right. So I have Far From Home, the second Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. Yep. Um, this one, we get, it, we jump in right after um, the death of Tony Stark and right after. Whoa, whoa, whoa spoilers. The, uh, seriously? <laughs> right after uh, the blip has happened. Um, I love it because we kind of get like a full explanation of what has happened to high schoolers um, during and after, uh, right after the blip, uh, the kids have to kind of repeat their um, their entire high school career. Um, you have like the shadow of Tony Stark looming over the entire movie. 
um, which is kind of a good motivator for Spider-Man. They travel across the ocean to what? I think they're in Italy for most of the movie. Um, the MJ in this is, I think you get the most um, out of MJ in this movie. She is so genuinely cool, down to earth, um, the most anti-MJ I've ever seen. Um, it's like, this is a kid I want to know and be the entire time. Um, the Spider-Man is like trying to figure out who he is. And at the same time, you have like the, one of the best um, Spider-Man villains that I seen I seen in a movie. Um, I don't know if he's the best villain ever, but Mysterio is a great character. Jake Gyllenhaal is Gyllenhaal is fantastic in it. Um, it was so easy for him to fool um, Tom Holland Spider-Man. I didn't catch on until it had happened. Um, Thirty and then seconds. We lead right into the next movie. Done. Good. All right. Thank you, darling. Oh, Thank you. Mean, <laughs> Thank you, Elliot. That applause. You. That applause. Settle, settle down over there. Settle, settle, objection. settle it down. Settle it down. Objection. Move to strike the applause. I no. think that applause was for Tom Holland. Holland. Can we have that edited out, please? Have that edited out. From the kid. Thank you. Colin, go right ahead. So my choice was Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Uh, I have to say that I am very pleased that Todd was not able to answer that on yeah, either of those I was, I was quick on the draw on this one too, folks. Uh, yeah. So no. it's a Stone Cold classic. It is regularly talked about as one of the best films in the MCU. It is talked about as a superhero movie that people who don't like superhero movies like. It has the highest Rotten Tomatoes rating of all the movies which were eligible for this question, at least as I understood it when it was asked. <laughs> tied only with Far From Home, which I, is a great movie as well, and is also, uh, you know, only kind of half an MCU movie. It's a Sony movie. It's a whole other thing, oh. you know. Um, and and it's still, I still don't think it functions as well as a standalone film as The Winter Soldier. It's peak Captain America political conspiracy storytelling, exactly like the best Cap comics of the 70s, 80s, 90s. Uh, it deals with the tension of a warrior who wants peace, of a person One who minute. loves the best of America and has to confront the worst of it. Uh, it's a terrific, terrific film. And, yeah, it's just a clear winner. Neil's this time. All right, Mr. Well, Panic, you have the floor. I can't once wait again, to I, see who this... I, once again, I... Um, it's hard for me to understand. I'm on the edge of my seat just knowing what your answer is. Took the best... My I want to hear this. Colin's going to waste time. time. Go. I know. Okay. So... Avengers Age of Ultron is the most impactful movie out of all of these choices in terms of expanding the collective storytelling universe. These are all great movies. However, they all mainly advance the stories of their individual characters, whereas Avengers 2 advances the world of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It expands on the danger that Hulk represents. We get the Hulkbuster armor, which is just pure fan service. We get uh, Wanda and Quicksilver, we get uh, the expansion of the Infinity Gems, we get Vision, we get the rift within the Avengers, we get the hints of the danger that Tony represents. This movie does more than any other movie in this list to advance the Marvel Cinematic Universe, not an individual story, hero's storyline. You yield the remainder of my time. the remainder of his time, okay. Josh, that's you. <laughs> Thank you. All right, thank you. Papa's a big fan. Oh, thank you. We'll keep that in. Your father. Oh, nice. That one's okay. That, that one's okay. <laughs> Got it. Okay, He's a big so fan of Ultron. I actually went with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, in which I was surprised with the response from Casey. Like, that was like a bold move. I had no idea that there was any hate for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. 
my overall thing with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is that it was, ironically, I enjoyed it so much and my family enjoyed it so much. You don't need to watch any other MCU stuff. You can watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 and go into Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. It was one that didn't just build on the MCU formula and it gave you this opportunity to actually build out these emotional connections. And I don't want to overstate it, but you kind of get kind of get this Star Wars-y, Buffy the Vampire Slayer-like vibe where you're part of this group. You really see some growth in their emotional connections together. But more than ever, looking in the long view, this is the movie that set up like 70% of the, about 70% of the emotional impact of Infinity War. Because... What does it matter? If you don't know Gamora, what does it matter if she gets thrown off a cliff? Oh, spoilers. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, I think there's a decade. Yeah, I think I think that rule, passed. right? I think that's got to be the past. Um, but that's my overall feeling is that it's the first one that felt like a separate standalone film. I struggled. I, I, I was at this point kind of getting fatigued with knowing that everything was setting up something else. And all that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 does is set up the enormity of the universe. We get to see a little bit more details. We get to see a little bit more of what the actual you and MCU is. Hmm. Yield my time. <laughs> the you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's catchy. The you and universe is catchy. All right. Uh, again. Um, let's do a 30-second argument from each person. So attacking so, the other choices. Yep. Attacking the other choices. That's what argument means. Attack. Thank you. Don't. <laughs> so so I think picking, I think Captain America two is basically the Avengers one point two. It's really an Avengers movie, and I I get it that it's all part of Captain America and it's his, but it's you're thinking of the third one. I'm you're thinking the, of Civil I was going to just negate that, that cut it, scratch it. Don't even bother <laughs> putting it in. And I just lost all my time with the argument because there's only thirty. <laughs> so Iron Man two is the best. Thank you. I yield my time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was Mike Trout. Don't drop him. They're rented. Okay, Shannon, go ahead. Okay, so um, Iron Man two. I feel you guys are always telling me how bad this one is. So I, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't have any argument I, for that one. Other than that, it. Um, Age of Ultron. I, I love it, but again, you guys are always telling me this one's not a good movie. So uh, I'm again. That's I don't say that. Except for Todd. Um, and then Guardians 2, the best part of that one's Baby Groot. He's so stinking cute, I can't stand it. But, like, that's the only part of it I remember because I've never watched it again. Um, and I know Three, two, that. No, one, no, 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 stop. no, no, no. Yes. <laughs> I have oh, you got a fan, Shannon. Enough. Enough over there. Isn't she cute? It's a little mini me over there. That's got nothing to do with anything. Okay, so Iron Man 2, too much male gaze on Natasha. Age of Ultron, if you're just talking about the party scene, it's my favorite, but the rest, eh. I get what you're saying about Guardians 2, but you kind of contradicted yourself. You said it stands on its own, but it also sets up all the emotional Well, it was hard to keep that So how can it do both? How can it do both, Josh? You know, again, Far From Home is a very good film, but again, it's just... It, it 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 makes no sense out of context. You can pick up Winter Soldier right after the first Captain America and have not seen anything. And Time. Uh, so again, attacking Guardians. You're right. Uh, Guardians is essentially a standalone movie. Mm -hmm. However, the question is best sequel. So it's got to connect. And in terms of the idea of a sequel is continuing and expanding a story. And no other movie expands the shared storytelling world better than Avengers 2. Thank you. <laughs> Again, I feel there's bias in that clap. Um, I feel like I, I agree Iron Man 2 is terrible. 
Um, (laughs) It's hard to to revisit. It's not one I ever revisit. Um, What one did you have? Far From Home. Far From Home. 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 Exactly. The Spider-Man films are, he's never the star of his movie, so none of them can ever win. Wow. Um, Let's see. Uh, Winter Soldier is great. However, it doesn't feel like it's actually bringing anything new to the MCU. Um, I mean, it really boosted up the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show, though, so that's great. Um, (laughs) Age of Ultron. Time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, 15-second rebuttal. And maybe some argument in there, Charles. Mm -hmm. 15 seconds. Go. Uh... <laughs> it's like he's. Never I was done not. Ex- I wasn't expecting to do it. To You're go doing around. great, Chucky. I am. You're doing I am great. so out of it right now. Uh, I got and nothing. How the heck did you Two. win one? Can I take his hands for seconds? Not, dude, I just. Don't, 50, I don't feel good. Yeah. Uh, Fifteen All seconds right. for Shannon. I got it. No, oh, okay. No way home is a family-friendly film. That's it. Okay. It's a good. It is like everybody can watch it. It's a more friendly, friendly film. Casey's family likes it. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Okay, Colin. The question was best direct sequel. It is the most direct sequel to its predecessor. It serves that character and tells more of their story. It's not about expanding the MCU or setting anything else up. It is about continuing the journey of Steve Rogers. Well. I think you can do both. Oh, okay. It can be a, it can <laughs> be a go right in. Okay, go it for can it. Be a direct <laughs> sequel, and it can expand the MCU. Of which, of all these, only Avengers Two does that. Age of Ultron, it expands on all the stories and makes the universe a bigger place. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, is that your rebuttal? Okay, that's not okay. Rebuttal. Go ahead. So uh, again, Guardians, Guardians Two creates a natural. It is a better direct sequel because it creates a natural evolu- a natural evolution of the relationships, and the relationships will be. Key to listen. You can't. I'm sorry. You can't do these things in a in a in a. You can't separate Time. them from the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, not, it's, it's awful. It's harder than awful? it's harder than it looks. It's not a lot. Yeah. It's oh. awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, that we can say. Chuck, you're out. Brian I know. I know. You don't need to go on. Just. I feel like you chose the wrong one on accident. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, I, when I put it, in, when I typed it to him, <laughs> I was totally like, did. "Yeah." He, he really, really loves the bird. <laughs> I, want boy, bird. I want my bird. I want my bird. I want my bird. This Shannon. is not a man. Yeah. This is not my I... bird. Don't even tell me you're out. Your daughter likes this one. Oh, oh wow. trying to look in your daughter's eyes dirty. right That's now. Right there. You better look at your I child. Moved, I moved to disqualify Shannon for Shannon is out. Influence. <laughs> Shannon's out because your only rebuttal was that it's a family friendly. That was the only rebuttal. <laughs> <laughs> the best family friendly really best <laughs> direct sequel. Yeah. Which takes me to Colin. D- <laughs> Don't play my girl like that, is what wow. she said. Okay. Just saying. Yeah. Oh. You're I coming up next year. I have an ally. Uh, is it time and, for intermission? Uh, Colin, yes. uh, it, it is a great sequel, mm. but it is not a direct sequel. Mm-hmm. It's not one that you can, you can't really go from one to the other because mm. of the events of mm. Avengers have to happen for Cap to be where he is in Captain America Winter Soldier. He has to realize that S.H.I.E.L.D.'s not all good. And all the stuff that he finds out about them using hydro technology and in and, and all that. So 
Uh, it's a good sequel. It is my favorite MCU movie, mm. but it's not the best direct sequel. Todd, Ultron? Really? You just hate that movie. This <laughs> really? Is, this, Told yep, you. Yep. Oh, I knew what so I was going to say. I judge like, bias aside. I listened to episodes here and there and that you chose Age of Ultron. Yeah. It, was my strategy. <laughs> it was a bold, bold strategy. It was a bold strategy. Let's see if it works out for him. Spoiler alert. Bold, late not. strategy. <laughs> it did not. <laughs> my bias about this horde movie aside, yes. it is not the best direct sequel because... Stuff that happened in Avengers, <laughs> and then if you watch Avengers to Avengers Age of Ultron, you're going to be so confused. No, mm -hmm. disagree. You, no. I kind of disagree. I'm so glad you disagree. I'm judging. <laughs> <laughs> so that leaves us with, I this, hear you. Oh, the, the only you. real competition oh, I've had in this spot. The only PG, real competition. Josh. Yes. I also don't like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Understood. 2. Got it. However, <laughs> I know that guy. I I totally agree with that. It's the best direct sequel because it's only six months after Guardians of the Galaxy. You pick up right where they left off. They're a family. They bicker. They're they're a team. So point goes to Josh. Yay! I, got one. I wanted to get one. Thank you, sir. You wanted to get it's an honor just to get a point. <laughs> so with that, um, we're going to take a quick little break. Refill your glasses. Go to the bathroom. Thank we're going to take a tight five. Don't, we, don't forget, the more you drink, the funnier we get. Yeah. This is true. It's going to help. And we'll be back after these commercial messages. <laughs> this is Night Shift Radio, a podcast network dedicated to bringing enriching and entertaining podcasts to life. That's like Ryan Reynolds now has a part of is part of yeah. Ryan Reynolds uh, is Night part Shift of Radio. Night Shift Radio, Night Shift Media Group, uh, and this is the the official podcast network of Ryan Reynolds. He just doesn't know it yet. It's a New Zealand movie, by the way. Make this line funnier. I kick ass for the Lord. Welcome to the Fourth Pillar of Play, a Night Shift Radio production, where we support your adventure in tabletop game design by discussing, learning, and creating right alongside you. Enjoy these podcasts and many more by visiting nightshiftradio.com or wherever you get podcasts. And we're back. Yeah. Hi. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Elliot. All right. Uh, before we continue with our next question, we have the owner of Bullfinch Brew Pub here. Hey. Say hi, Dave. <laughs> the award-winning. The award-winning. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, nice and close. Nice and close. There Got you it. go. All right, yeah. cool. I've seen him on Instagram. He's really bragging about those awards. Yeah, Good that's for you. That's what he should. We're that's how it works. That's right. how it works. Sell yourself. Our marketing people are like, we got to yeah. do videos. We got to let people know we've won awards. Uh, uh, so. Yes, yes. Uh, another person says the same thing. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. marketing guy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sorry, I made fun of your people. People. We're a category unto our own. So, Dave, give us a little rundown on Bullfinch. Ah. Uh, so Thomas Bullfinch was obviously the guy that, uh, <laughs> that wrote, um, right. Bullfinch's mythology back in the 1800s. Uh, so he kind of brought all those like myths and legends and gods to us and all that, uh, in a way. So, uh, we're kind of named after that. I thought it was fun. We're nerds. We play D and D. Um, my brother did our logo. Uh, and if you look close, you can see a D20 in there. Um, I've been a professional brewer for 13 years. Uh, finally got my own place open, and this is it. So I'm glad people like it. And, uh, yeah, I got fellow nerds in here, so this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> and we're glad you did. So uh, Dave's also going to help with the next question. Uh, Dave's going to read it. 
then yes. you're all going to do your arguments. And then at the end, Dave's going to give us our his answer for this question. Oh, yeah, which nice. mine's going to be awful. And I, yeah. I, no, I'm excited about it. You have excited. to manifest that it's a great answer. Believe <laughs> in your answer. Dave. All right. So go ahead, Dave. What is our question number four? All right. So I need you guys to give me the your dream cast for the Fantastic Four movie. Who would you oh, put in this movie? Was... Uh, so, and why is it Mickey Mouse? Oh. So three minutes. <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. For your statement. <laughs> Shannon. Yeah, we can Sorry. do cartoons. Three minutes for your statement. Two minutes for the argument each. And then a one-minute rebuttal because there's a lot of people here. So you're casting the Fantastic Four Plus Dr. Doom. Chuck, go ahead. So I went with, uh, for Reed Richards, Harry Styles, Sue Storm, Jenna Ortega, uh, Johnny Storm, Anthony Ramos, Ben Grimm, John Buyega, and Dr. Doom is Killian Murphy. Uh, Killian Murphy makes a perfect villain. We've seen that. He can, I mean, he can be Scarecrow from Batman for all I care. He the the man's a genius when it comes to uh, uh, an evil type villain role. Um, Harry Styles is. Look, let's face it. Uh, the, we did have some decent people casting in these movies. These movies not very good. We're starting basically from the beginning. All of these guys are great. That's why. I mean, why not? Just going completely off the map. Jenna Ortega. Next big thing. Harry Styles is already huge anyways. I'd love to see a little bit of an English flair when it comes to uh, um, uh, Reed Richards. Uh, Anthony Ramos, I thought he was fantastic in A Star is Born. So, and I've seen him in other stuff, but A Star is Born is... He was, um, he was Lady Gaga's best friend at the restaurant. Went with her. I've never seen it. You haven't seen it? Settle down. For shame. <laughs> For shame. Uh, and John Buyega... Um, I mean, I, there isn't anything that I've seen him in where I didn't like him, regardless as to whether the movie was good or not. <laughs> and then, like I said, uh, Killian Murphy is a fantastic uh, bad guy. We're starting fresh. Boom. There it is. That's really the only argument that you need. We're starting fresh, throwing spit into the wind, see what happens. And that's all I got. All right. Uh, we're going to change up the order. We're just going to go in the order that we're here. So, oh, we're Josh, okay. go, go right ahead. So, the Fantastic Four is a little tricky. It's a very, very white cast. <laughs> it's super hard. Um, um, so, but there's no reason for that. So, I actually, like, I have to bring up my thing here. Hang on. Go right ahead. Um, so, I don't have a lot of skin in the game of a Fantastic Four movie. So, some of the rumored stuff really worked for me. Okay. Um, I like William Jackson Harper as Reed Richards. Uh, Cheaty from Good Place. Yep. Uh, when that was rumored, I was like, spot on. I think I think he could pull off being a jerk uh, because Reed Richards has to be a jerk to some extent and mm -hmm. then be brought back to normal by his uh, lovely wife, Sue Storm, uh, played by Lily James. Because uh, I think she can, you know, especially generally, I think she can be both sweet and tough generally in what I see her in things and because she's going to have to be tough in order to pull him back from the brink. Um, I straight up went with Ed Spears because at the time you asked me, I was watching Picard season three. So Picard's <laughs> son just was very fresh in my mind. I really like, and you know, there's a lot of arguments that uh, Human Torch, for Human Torch, should be closer in age to Peter Parker. However, the I'm thinking of the movies, the MCU Peter Parker really bounces off of somebody older a mm -hmm. lot better than he does. I mean, it's just going to kind of continue that kind of mentorship that he's looking for in general. Um for Ben Grimm, I went with Scott Kahn um, because, uh, 
you know, at least in part because of ethnicity. I wanted to get something close. Ben Grimm being Jewish is a big part of being Ben Grimm, so I would love to get an yeah. actor who actually is, and that's fantastic. Um, and when it came to Dr. Doom, I ended up going with, so my feeling is Dr. Doom, you do not see his face. If I see Dr. Doom's face, it's a fail. I really feel strongly about that. So I just went with somebody's strong, deep voice who could really pull it off. So of course I went with Adam Driver. Adam Driver's awesome. And yeah. he brings it to everything he does. So I don't see why I need to kind of play around with that. Um, and that's, that's my fantastic, I yield my time. I have two minutes. I have one minute, one minute. Um, do are we can do Robbie the robot? Isn't that the is that part of it? Can we add it? Herbie. He, Herbie. Herbie. That's right. Yeah, we'll put we'll CGI Herbie. We'll yeah, 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 yeah. And then he'll <laughs> explode immediately. Give me your Yancey Street gang. <laughs> My whole Yancey Street. I'm about ready for that. Okay, okay. Shannon. Do. Since uh, Josh yields his time, it's All your right. turn. Okay, so I know little to nothing about the Fantastic Four other than what you guys have told me and the two really bad movies, only one of which I bothered <laughs> to waste my time on. So, okay, so I am going with, uh, I see no reason not to give the people what they want. So I I went with John Krasinski for Reed Richards because I thought that sitting in the theaters opening night with Casey uh, to watch Doctor Strange on the um, Multiverse of Madness, the crowd utterly lost their minds when uh, John Kay appeared as Reed Richards on screen. And it was such a great rush to hear like how uh, happy everybody was to see him in that brief moment that I feel like he deserves a second shot at it. Um, I'm going to go with Lena Headley as Hedy, sorry, as Sue Storm. Um, I kind of, I've heard that um, many fans want Emily Blunt and I, to play opposite her husband. Um, I think that's great, but um I feel like Emily is, we see a lot of her right now. And um, I don't, I just, that's too much blunt in our like movie. It's just too much. Wow, um, wow. So yes, wow. too much blunt. I've never heard of too many yeah. blunts. Can you have too much have Emily blunt? blunt? I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't know I mean, if it's possible. Right, yeah, you can. Time. Sure. Okay, so given that the Invisible Woman is a lot more powerful than she is usually portrayed, I kind of wanted an actress that visibly, that visually gives off power who maybe isn't quite as well known as someone like Emily. Um, and, uh, I think 90 seconds. Sis, yeah. Okay. I think Queen Cersei is kind of the way to go. Um, okay. So, uh, I went with this guy named Nanzi Anozi, um, as Ben Grimm. And I know we haven't seen him that much, but I've been fascinated with him since I first saw him at Game of Thrones. Um, he's also was in Cinderella and he stars in, um, Sweet Tooth on Netflix. Um, he's darling and he's just this enormous, huge guy. Uh, and then I also went with Anthony Ramos for, um, for, uh, um, yeah, what's his face? Flame on. Storm. Thing. Yeah, that's guy. Okay. And then I went with Viggo Mortensen as Dr. Doom. Uh, he's super popular choice with fans. He's a little older than the others, I know, but um, he doesn't look it. And he's just regal and calm. Seconds. And he also kind of has this arrogance about him that I think he might have the ability to pull off something that would be super cool to see him try. He's never played a villain like this before, but um, I'm looking for somebody darker and more mature. And then I think that it would be cool to see a super scarier kind of darker doom than, I don't know, I've, in my limited experience, seen. I love that. Done. Awesome. Thank you, Elliot. Yeah, so um, I had, as Reed Richards, Rahul Kohli, uh, of iZombie and Midnight Mass. Uh, I think he's a terrific actor. I would prefer that he use his natural British accent, 
Uh, I think he can play smart. I think he can play nerdy. I think he can play difficult and spiky. Uh, I think he's a terrific choice and an uh, actor that Hollywood has underused so far. Uh, and, you know, I thought long and hard about Sue Storm, and then I kept thinking about iZombie and Rose McIver as Sue Storm. Uh, she's, a tr again, a terrific underused actress. She's also on Ghosts right now. Um, just, a, just somebody who would, who would knock it out of the park. Uh, and so for Johnny Storm, I wanted Manny Jacinto of The Good Place, a, a manic bro energy, amazing physicality, mm -hmm. and, and can bring bad decisions from a good heart, you know, like nothing else. Uh, I think you, again, a star waiting to be made by this kind of movie. Um, and speaking of people who should be stars, my Ben Grimm, I also thought it was important, if all possible, to cast a Jewish actor. And guess who is Jewish, and I didn't know it? Alden Ehrenreich. Well, guess who I need to Google? Guess who? No, Han Solo. Solo. Oh, okay. Uh, now, if you see Solo, or actually he's been in a bunch of other stuff, the guy's yeah. a terrific actor. He's an Oppenheimer, would be, correct? I believe he is, yes. Uh, and he, if his career doesn't recover from the failure sense. of Solo, it will be a crime. He's a really great actor. He's, he's short. He's, he can be Jack Kirby, who is who Ben Grimm right. is supposed to really right. be. Yep. Sh short, pugnacious <laughs> Jewish man. Uh, and for Doctor Doom, uh, Nikolai Koster-Waldau of Game of Thrones. Okay. Um, again, uh, an underused, terrific actor. I really tried to think of people who I want to see their careers take off from this because they've always brought the quality and have not been given enough opportunity. Oh, and I just want to say that when you said Vigo Mortensen, I wrote Vigo Sherbet without even thinking. <laughs> <laughs> the R is silent. Okay. All right. That's how you'll remember it. All right. So my Fantastic Four. So uh, much like Tarzan, we're going to take an opportunity to improve upon some of the challenges of the original characters, which is, of course, a team that is far too white. So um, starting with Johnny Storm, working backwards, we're going to cast Caleb McLaughlin, who you probably know as Lucas Sinclair from Stranger Things. Uh, he is exciting, he's dynamic, he's young, he could be brash, and he'll bring an energy that Johnny Storm has to bring, which is a little bit disruptive. Uh, his big sister, Sue Storm, uh, a character, or Sue Storm, Sue Richards, uh, a woman who's often overlooked and marginalized in the comics, we're going to cast a very strong actress, Camila Marone, who was last seen in Daisy Jones as and the Six as Camila Dunn, who is the... Uh, cheated upon wife of the Lindsay Buckingham character in this story. But she brings uh, a kind of quiet strength and resilience that Sue Storm needs. Uh, also, uh, some ethnicity, which the team needs. Uh, Reed's uh, uh, you know, brother-in-arms, Ben Grimm, uh, the amazing Ben Foster. We're not going to see a lot of him, but I want a Jewish actor who has power and personality. And, of course, if you've seen Hell or High Water, you know uh, he brings an intensity that Ben Grimm needs to survive his transformation into a monster. And then, of course, uh, the, the most important pairing here, Reed Richards and, and Dr. Doom, we're going to cast two actors who have worked together before in great work and have done amazing things. As Reed Richards, we're going to cast Richard Madden, a younger man who projects an age and uh, maturity that Reed Richards needs. And for Dr. Doom, the incredible Ewan Rion. 90 seconds. Uh, last seen as Ramsey Bolton, uh, bringing an evil, creepy, terrible energy 
if you saw Game of Thrones, which case he didn't, but the nope. rest of the world did. Uh, so we're going to get that beautiful um, mirror uh, dark twins of Richard Madden and Ewan Rian as Reed and Doctor Doom. Done. Done. Okay, first, uh, before we do the rebuttals, I, for I forgot that you changed to your answer, so I got very confused when you were reading these. <laughs> I was like, I've got it. I won't say who. I'll wait till we're done. I thought better. Uh, at the no, end. At the no, end. at the end. Chuck, your uh, let's just do one minute. Let's yeah. do one minute of general of attacking. general attacking all of it. I, I first of all, I got to tell you, I had no idea that Ben Grimm's character was actually Jewish. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. Um, Neither so, did any of the people who cast the previous movies. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I I tried to be very, I tried to be diverse uh, in what I picked. And had I known that Ben Grimm was Jewish, I pro I would have research further into a Jewish act and try and keep it uh, in that uh, in that wheelhouse. But, I mean, I don't know. Again, with regardless as to who everybody picked, I don't think that that's, there's really a bad answer in all of our answers, specifically because we're literally, we're starting fresh. I mean, the other three movies that were made, one of them was a complete tanker. The mm -hmm. first original one wasn't bad. The second one didn't do any justice for it to make it even thought to do a third one. So, I mean, I think we'd be good with any of these guys. However, my answers are the best. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Two, one, and that's time. Oh, I really wanted to mount like some kind of rebuttal here, but I feel like I want to watch Colin's Fantastic Four. <laughs> I, well, well, Josh is out. I'm, I mean, I'm out. I, I just... Wow. I, again, Fantastic Four is not my favorite team. I feel like Fantastic Four is greater based on their enemies than the actual team themselves, so I kind of don't care. Um, but if I'm going to go see a movie, I'm going to go see his. So I'm, I'm out. That's, that's my time. All right. Wow. <laughs> nice. I think that's our first concede since yeah. first nerd debate. <laughs> I, you know what? I have to know a little bit more about who those are because there's a few people that you mentioned, Colin. I don't know. I don't know them. Like, I know... I know the Midnight Mass guy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, I I feel like I know who Rose MacGyver is, but I can't. How old is she? I'm going to guess. I feel like well, I need an she's age. She's the uh, zombie ghost. Is she really? She's 40, but she plays, okay. she All plays right. about 30. That's cool. That's she cool. can play like, anything. I need, <laughs> I need these what? guys to be how old? She was you a need power them to be what? Yeah, cool. You like, need them to I be need what? them to be older. Like, so that's cool. That's fine. They can't be babies. Like They can't be little kids. They got to be older. And then yep. I don't know what? who. Yeah. Hold, Hold it. Who's your Who's your Ben Grimm? Uh, Alden Ehrenreich. I don't know who that is. Solo. Oh, sorry, he gets points off for that. I'm sorry. What? Don't no. Oh. He was the only, He was not the problem in that movie. No, no not at all. Uh, and I don't know who Manny Jacinto is either. Well, oh. you should go watch The Good Place. Yeah, okay. you guys keep saying that, but I haven't watched it. So who is? Wow, it? you have to make room and time, time. for The Good Listen, Place. We got other things to do in our lives. Like watch foundation, yeah. which you stop, guys don't stop watch. bullying Shannon, but also time, time. Uh, I, you know, like everybody else, I think there's a lot of really interesting things here. There are things that I I would love to see as well. Uh, just a couple of random thoughts in rebuttal. Uh, I love Lena Headey, but I think she's perhaps a little too past the age. Unless we're really picking up and we want to tell Franklin uh, Storm stories. And and I just don't think you you're gonna build a three movie series starting where she is. Um, uh, you know, I don't think I don't think Adam Driver's gonna be ready to put on a mask again. Uh, 
I think he did 65. He'll, no, that's true. He'll do it. That's true. Um, I think <laughs> I don't think you're going to be able to get Killian Murphy after he wins the Oscar this year. Uh, and I don't think I just think yeah, Harry Styles, Jenna Ortega, they don't they don't need they don't need um, a, a launch pad here. They've got enough. Uh, John Boyega is somebody I'm also rooting for, you know, but I, I, I just really still think I've got a cast that deserves to be superstars and would just kill this movie. And I wish I just. Oh, Richard Madden's already in the MCU. So is Harry Styles. Oh, so is oh, Harry Styles. Yes. So is Harry Styles. That's okay. We we have time. Some we have some repeats. That's okay. Uh, as as we know, Eternals did nothing. So essentially, <laughs> right. Richard, oh. Madden, Richard Madden isn't in the MCU because uh, no, everybody. It's, it's a momentous moment. Todd said that an MCU movie for was purposes not good. of the debate this evening. <laughs> oh, oh, so, uh, so I actually I share everyone else's perspective. Uh, there's some really great castings, and I would actually watch any of these movies. Uh, but for me, it comes back to uh, where each of these characters has to serve, uh, or the role they serve in the Fantastic Four. So Johnny being brash and yet part of a family, I think we see that so perfectly in the work that uh, we get in Stranger Things, where you have that combination of brashness and yet loyalty to this greater group uh sue storm uh again uh flipping her long comic history of being an, an object uh, we're going to make her a strong female and camille marone demonstrates that so well in daisy jones and six uh ben Grimm, uh, the brother spiritual brother to reed richards uh, i think nowhere do you get that intensity like ben foster delivers and I, again i point to hell or high water um and then finally the pairing of uh reed richards yep thank you <laughs> the Russians give them a 9.8. Nine. So I think first we'll say we're all in a, both uh, David and I are in agreement that uh, you all have chosen great people for individual characters. We'll be right back. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they're going to allow that triple axle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I almost had William Jackson Harper. Yeah, I, I just love him so much. Oh, he's so great. I mean, how do you, you want to go ahead and I, I, do the yeah. honors? Yeah, yeah. yeah first, he can take that. first, I'll do uh, Chuck. I enjoy that you chose your uh, Teen Beat uh, group of uh, <laughs> Fantastic Four here. <laughs> Elliot very much enjoys some of the casting in there, like Jenna Ortega. Yeah, yeah, she loves Jenna Ortega. But um, Harry Styles, already in the MCU. I don't know if Harry Styles has the acting chops to play uh, Reed Richards. you got to have some gravitas there. I've never seen him do anything that makes me think he's a good enough actor for it. Uh, Josh. Man, William Jackson Harper would also be great. But we also forgot William Jackson Harper is also in the MCU. Is he? Oh. oh, I haven't watched. I don't watch the new MCU movies. They're Spoiler. terrible. No, no well, offense, true. I'm tired of Adam Driver. Terrible. I had no idea. And, and also, like, uh, what does he play? Uh, just a random guy. Okay, so that's fine. You can um, still use him. It's a multiverse now. You can use people as Davis many rule. times as you feel like. Exactly. Oh, my, man, oh, man. Uh, Ed Spieler, I would pay good money to see him play. Uh, I just Torch. loved him so much in that show. So read it too he, he would, would be, be he actually would read. be a terrible yeah. read yeah 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 um shannon yeah thanks for playing to the crowd uh, <laughs> the it's what i do best thank you um but you know what shannon thank you for acknowledging how powerful sue storm actually is yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. 
She's like one of the most powerful. What makes her so powerful? Uh, oh, it's like <laughs> shields and stuff. Shields, and, shields stuff. and stuff. All her power I, is what makes it so. It, it's because she made a shield. She can like throw them. It's because she made a shield Galactus couldn't break. Is that why? Yes. Of course. Indeed. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So Todd. Uh, yeah. Ben, already in the MCU. Ben Foster. When you sent that, I said a word that I can't say because we're keeping this PG. That's a great casting. Ben Foster needs to be in everything yeah he's great he's fantastic and uh, who you originally had is your uh sue storm i just want to share with everybody sharsha ronan oh Sasha ronan. Oh, yeah that would have been on why would you change that <laughs> that was a poor choice <laughs> that was a poor, that was a chose. poor choice you, chose. you wanted you it to be less white my guess was too white <laughs> yeah all right and um She's Colin, you got some you, I, I love the i zombie reunion yeah very cool yeah. Uh, you know there's chemistry and your your doom man that would That's be a that would doom. be awesome i love that idea but who had the better doom and kind of won it for us yeah Vigo mortensen i want to see him play oh, a super bad guy like that again right? he hadn't done it in a while right wait shannon just... answered Vigo mortensen like 17 times so i did, did not it just, was yeah. twice did she just wear the first down? time i said it Eventually. accidentally wrong yeah. so, did i just win she basically winning up to yeah. him alone because they're going to need him to be a villain in 20 movies. Where's the right? crown? So, so for Wait, that, before you, oh, before you do your ruling, yeah, TJ sure. Miller wouldn't be in my Fantastic Four. Oh, nice. That's <laughs> good. That's no, right. no, he, Very, who else is going to play Herbie? <laughs> right. Oh, terrible. That's why he blows up. Yeah. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> Perfect. Girl, girl, I won. But in that one, yeah, Shannon wins that point. Wow, nicely done. Yeah. There we go. Thank you. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. By all means, yeah, what is yours, Dave? Well, I get all right. I've got the moderately good four. <laughs> <laughs> so, for Reed Richards, I have playing as the dude. I have Jeff Bridges. Yes. Oh, oh as the dude. Uh, for, for Ben Grimm, <laughs> a guy that actually is Jewish, Lou Ferrigno. Oh, oh. that'd be fun. Uh, Human Torch, Aaron Paul. Why not throw him in there? He's wow. He could be in. Oh, we can't, say, we can't say his catchphrase. <laughs> and then uh, Sue Storm, I have Sophia Vergara. <laughs> uh, and then my Doctor Doom, of course, and it can't be any other way, is Brian Cranston. You're welcome. Oh, my uh, <laughs> Dave wins the point. Brian Cranston <laughs> Dave wins the point. That would be pretty sweet. Circle gets a square. Much like his LB square. <laughs> I mean, if we want to take the point away from Shannon and give yeah, it to no, me, that's fine. We can go ahead and do that. Awesome. Thanks. <laughs> so that leads us to our final question of the evening. And it's very interesting, Josh, that you mentioned Picard. Yeah. Our final question yeah. involves Star Trek. Right? Oh. Star Trek. Oh. And it is, go. by the way, no, where no mom has gone before, available wherever you catch your Substate podcast. podcast. The internet's number one Star Trek podcast, two dudes in their mom subdivision. <laughs> yep. Is it the internet's only Star Trek? Everybody scooch down. Oh, no, we're scooching. We're scooching. Oh. Okay. Oh, room. If you're listening, Again, you thank have no you. idea what's going on. Again, that's a, a big thank you to Dave and both Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Dave, round of oh. applause. Great you know, host. Great some casting. Of him leave. Well, like, we yeah, should say we some know? of us changed up our beer. I oh, am drinking Lord. giant miniature giant space hamster. Miniature giant space hamster. <laughs> Another <laughs> award-winning beer. I'm good. only drinking the award-winning ones because I'm last year's champion. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's at First up on the Colin Ryan on Twitter. Mm. No, I mean Twitter. Uh, no, I no, used to call it X. Twitter, now and forever. That's weird. Yeah. That's, whatever, it's going to be gone in a week anyways. <laughs> yeah, I know. Give it time. 
We're all going threads. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the last question is, what is the best-looking Star Trek starship? No oh boy. Well, Calm down over there. Can we get mom <laughs> on this? Oh, 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 well, well that's goodness. Starship Races. We right have there. visuals. <laughs> We're gonna start oh, there's with... visuals. Don't look. You don't okay. look. Oh, Paul oh, and Julie, somebody, turn around. We have visuals. Don't, judge, don't wait for the translation. Answer it now. Mm. Well, what are we doing here? Theoretically, we have visuals. It's coming. It's going so well. We're going to start with Chuck. Chuck chose. As we can see, the OG, the original gangster, the NCC 1701. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Wait, hang on. Uh, no, two wait, minutes. Time. Two minutes. Sorry. Sorry, I love so, you. So one minute. One minute's good. Sorry, I love you. So when do I go? All right. So like I said, the original gangster, there's a reason why this ship is the template for all others that follow it. Um, it is uh, been used for years. It is instantly recognizable. Uh, it's toy-like, but it's iconic. And there's a reason, like what I said, uh, most Federation starships never get too far away from the basic template that this is. If it was a bad ship, they wouldn't continue to be using it. Uh, it's 1966 is when this came out. To this day, kids can look at this and know exactly what it is and where it came from. Um, it appeared in the most memorable episodes of the original Star Trek series. Um, All of them. Well, well, but but I mean, it's it, it played a it played an important part. It wasn't just a ship. It was actually to me, it was a character. Um, it uh, it has a uh, God damn it! Oops, sorry. I'll put some more. I'll put some more in there. Sorry, everybody. The Enterprise established a design lineage that informs every single ship that the Star Trek universe done to this. Oh. <laughs> That's rude. Oh, that's Chuck has never sounded better tonight. That was his high point. I'm so sorry, Chuck. Wow. You had your notes. I know. Out. So next up is order. Stop looking. Why can't we look? You should have given them our names. I should have. Well, we, we do have to look. We have to see what we're oh. so remember I switched, what we're up though. against. Did you get that I switched? I sure didn't. What did you switch to? I went ahead. Okay, so ignore it's the, not this. Ignore the picture. It's not sorry, that. everybody. So I went back and forth, as you, as Casey can tell you. Is my time oh, yeah. started? Okay. Oh, yeah. So I, I went very much back and forth. I ultimately ended up deciding on, because it's so subjective, is what is the best-looking ship. I went with what was the one that means... So listen, the Millennium Falcon is not the coolest-looking, not the best-looking ship in Star Wars. However, it's got the best crew. Um, the Battlestar, you know, the Galactica is not the coolest-looking ship. Prometheus is technically cooler. However, sure. I think the Galactica is a better-looking ship. So I, for me, went with the HMS Bounty, the Klingon Warbird. Oh, or bird of right. prey. Sorry, yeah, I ended up switching to that because that is just the movie. imagine a Klingon warbird. Yeah, that is the movie. That is the movie that yes, won do. over a Star Wars fan. I got to see this crew because the crew is what makes a ship the best looking one possible. Yeah, um, and they, that was an original crew on their heels, making do with what they had, and it's so iconic and fantastic. Picard, the most fan servicey show ever to exist, <laughs> <laughs> season three felt, specifically, felt the need to include the HMS Bond. That was my favorite one. I didn't yeah. like Star Trek, but I was like, I love that this thing is dingy. It's dirty. It's it's been lived in. Time. All right, Shannon. Are you gonna pull up my picture? Oh, oh. I'm just waiting until you do it, and then I'll go. All right, we've got. There you go, buddy. Oh, you ready? Okay. Sure. Say, say okay, all right. So this is the Vulcan de Kerr. 
Tequila. Don't look at me. Or you should have right. looked up the pronunciation. I don't. All right, whatever. <laughs> anyway, this is the flagship of the Vulcan fleet. It's been designed as both a science vessel and a combat ship. Um, all of Vulcan starships are really interesting. Um, they look kind of like a sideways spinning top, and I've always been really fascinated by the spinning rings on them. It's like um, a protective shield and also what is powering the ship. But the decor is really beautiful because the ring can fold down horizontally. Um, just uh, It just like tucks itself away. It gives it a really nice glow from the inside. And this one also splits so that the hull of the ship and the entire engine are separate. And then there's two rings that surround each section. So it's not only one of the most beautiful designs in all of Star Trek, it's also um, one of the most efficient. So you can really tell that it's a Vulcan ship. Done. Good. Got it in in time. Uh, as the someone said to the bishop, <laughs> what was that? what's that line? So I chose the NCC one seven zero one refit as first seen in Star Trek the motion picture, and later uh, as the uh, Enterprise A uh, seen in most of the original cast films. Uh, for me, it first of all, this is the this is the one that was designed by Doug Trumbull of two thousand one. One of the the probably greatest model maker in the history of cinema. Um, and it, 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 in terms of its look, I think it most hits that sweet spot between timeless and, and, so, and futuristic, right? It can be of any time. You could, I love the original look from the original series, but you can't put it next to a modern track. You could put this on screen in Strange New Worlds, or I'm oh, sorry, in like Picard or something set, you know, 150 years later, and it would it would work. It feels like the future, and it never, even when you look at um, it shot from 1979, it doesn't seem old in the way that, that unfortunately the model from 66 still feels old. Okay, and last but not least, sure, all right, hey, how are you? Had a great time. I want to thank all of our contestants tonight and their Ooh. great, great work. Okay, so my answer is the Enterprise from the Kelvin timeline or the 2009 reboot Star Trek starring Chris Pine. So uh, we have a number of of deep, deep Star Trek uh, fans here at Would the table do? and around. Three is a number. <laughs> I'm not one of them. Right. <laughs> However, the power of the 2009 Star Trek movie is it made this very, very dense, arcane uh, intellectual property so accessible to a casual fan. I fell in love with Star Trek because of the 2009 reboot. This ship pays homage to both the original series, the, uh, the Enterprise A from the motion picture, and yet it updates it and brings with it this beautiful, welcoming, inviting. You do not have to have a PhD in Star Trekology to love that <laughs> film. And that film is responsible for a new generation of fans. And so this ship deserves its place as the greatest one. Time. All right. Nicely so, done, Todd. Very Thank nicely you. done. But uh, before, okay. we, before we continue, y'all chose the wrong this. one. Yeah. This is the most beautiful ship. In Star Trek. He loves the Enterprise the NCC C. The NCC 1701C. The Enterprise C. It is. That doesn't so tell me anything. That's, <laughs> that's the, one, the one before D yeah, and after B. Right, exactly. exactly. It is It yeah. is the one from yesterday's, yesterday's Enterprise. Enterprise. It is a fantastic episode. It is your favorite uh, filmmaker, Quentin Tarantino. 
He says if he ever made a Star Trek movie, it would be based off yesterday's Enterprise. But you hate Quentin Tarantino. Sure do. Okay. But I love this. <laughs> so we're just going to go ahead and go with second best looking uh, Star Trek Starship because nobody chose the right answer. I, I knew scene. I knew what your opinion was, but I wasn't going to pander to the judge. All right. On that, Chuck, you have 30 seconds to argue. So, and away we go. Colin and Todd, we don't have your ships without my ship. The simplicity in her design is what makes it genius. So you have uh, familiar icons of space travel, rockets and flying saucers in a fashion that instantly tells you that not only is this a spacecraft, but it's one intended to operate entirely outside of the confines of the atmosphere and gravity. We don't have your ships without mine. It is the template. If it was a bad ship, we would not still be seeing the Enterprise in today's movies. Shannon... I, I and and Josh, I have. Oh, you're not there. You're lucky. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Josh, uh, go. Okay, so because this is uh, very subjective, I immediately kind of negated any Starfleet thing because if you have one, you've seen them all, mm -hmm. um, and that's a bit of a problem. Um, so what I went through was per what I went for was personality of the machine. It's you know of the of the ship itself. Uh, Shannon, I know from past nerd debates, you don't seem to understand the voyage home and how wonderful it is. So I'm <laughs> anticipating, I'm anticipating a shot at the one that saves the whales. That's Deep fine. Cut. Yeah. Deep cut. Love them whales. Obviously. It's the best one. Thank you. That's why. That, that's absolutely my. I'm, oh, oh. There, <laughs> And go. Uh, wait. Let's let her compose herself. Oh no. We've lost Shannon. She's just thinking of Quip. So it's such a bad movie. You're so you have wrong. No, it's movie. a great movie. You couldn't have watched it. It's so good. All, right. all right. Go ahead, Shannon. All right. You guys all picked, like, and you picked all the Enterprise, which was so easy. I, mean, I didn't think that you would do that. I thought you'd all pick different ones. But there's so many um, alien ships out there that are so beautiful. And I, the first thing I did was start looking up. Um, all these different types of uh, ships that were not the Enterprise. Um, so I, I shouldn't think that you would do that. There's, they're so unusual and they're so different to look at. Um, so I, I think that mine is the obvious choice because it's the most unusual and different one. Done. And go, Colin. <laughs> so I, I hear what you're saying about a small crew making the Starship, but they got to be that small crew by stealing enterprise <laughs> right. and and that's the thing folks just think about the refit enterprise think about the, the the movies enterprise the one that most people remember from those movies and think about how how that just makes your heart sing really just like a just, whale no nah, like a whale like steve a whale. rogers captain america is here yeah he's trying to inspire all of us time time go ahead so, Chuck, you're not wrong. Uh, the original is the prototype. However, if it was the, the best looking, they wouldn't have improved on it. And they continue to iterate and improve on it, which brings us to Ooh. the latest version. And again, the power of the 2009 movie welcoming in a new generation of fans who didn't have to know all this lore and could love it from that point forward. That makes it the best looking ship. Right. Holy cow, this is tough. Wait, wait, I have to disagree. Yeah, rebuttals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rebuttals. Okay. Just know that I just said this is tough, so really okay. make strong rebuttals. Okay. And go. Uh, 15. Externally, she's simple to audiences and accustomed to have that are accustomed to heavily textured hulls with complex uh, lines and stuff. 
This ship doesn't need that. It is perfect as it is. Granted, they have made changes, but again, template. If it wasn't good, they wouldn't continue with it. My turn? Yeah. All right, three ships that look the same and one from a video game. <laughs> I'm done. Wow. Okay. okay so Go ahead, Jeff. Yes, three ships that look the same. One I have is a Christmas ornament. I mean, it's a. <laughs> Chuck said it's a template. You're right. But yours, I mean, Klingon Word of Prey is pretty, but it's also really scary. Mine is really beautiful. It runs efficiently. It's just got a spinny thing on it. It's glowy. It's beautiful. <laughs> It's it's glowy. That's an adjective. You can use it. It's glowy. So so yes, there are three enterprises. Yours is constrained by budget, and yours is trying too hard, and the nacelles look like hair dryers. Mine is where they got it right. <laughs> so the exact opposite of that oh, is okay. accessible to the common fan who doesn't dissect the nacelle structure of a ship. It, this is the <laughs> ship that welcomes a new audience. What did he just say? It doesn't, ma- it doesn't matter. <laughs> but, uh, well, never mind. All right, all right, all right. All right. There were some people welcoming Star Trek. Todd, it wasn't a prototype. It was the template. Prototypes are never put into use. Correct. The template. Correct. The template. Well, if they are, they're given an NX prefix, yeah, there not we an go. NCC. Oh, Because uh, those are for, like, experiment. Okay. No, what a bunch of nerds. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like it's almost the first part of the title. No of the debating side. on the nerd yeah. there. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, Ah, okay. God, you guys did awesome with this question in your arguments. It was I was pretty disappointed that you three of you chose the Enterprise with the plethora of uh, starships out there. I love that word. You're welcome. Uh, he wanted be, to choose the USS I do, plethora. I, you know I actually have. almost went with the cube. The yeah, cube, I, was... I actually thought about the Borg cube, and but it's have, not exactly aesthetically right. pleasing. You know? Right? Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, deep cut. Dark so Horse. Class. I looked at that one. Once again, Matt coming up. Uh, yeah, from we love the Excelsiors. Yes. Matt. Which sure. one? You rule. The most recent okay. one. He's... All right. Oh, the, t- the yeah, Titan. The card. Yeah, the t- well, that's now the, the Our friend oh, Matt the out there is yeah, yeah, yeah. shooting us some ideas on other uh, ships. So, uh, on these ships... Todd, your ship looks like a hot rod. You're out. <laughs> You're never going to convince him on the Kelvin one. Never gonna... He hates that ship. I hate that ship. But it's also just not the best looking ship. Um, so the judge is not impartial. Is that what I'm hearing? No, it's just right. not the best looking ship. At what point like, was that suggested? I feel like in whatever, the last five minutes. But also, they took you down by calling it like the nacelles look like hair dryers. <laughs> it was a template, you know? See, Wrong. How dare you? Um, on that. Um, yeah, Colin, the refit is awesome, but they're not trying to change history and make the refit Strange New Worlds. They've taken the Enterprise, the OG Enterprise, no bloody A, B, C, or D. Well, they kind of have to, I right? know they have to, but they, they say it as true as they could to the original design. Mm-hmm. So it, as, as much as they could with... But it looks more like the refit in terms of the texture, it's got the it's, it's got the, the aspect to, stick to yeah. the shape, but that set the template for what. Or, or are we debating the? Are we are, are we? we yeah, with the judge? Okay. Is that a thing? No, we sure aren't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> tap tap tap. I'm in charge. Because I was going to say your mom likes my ship. Uh. <laughs> if we're going to be sure, sure does. Wow. My that dad can beat up your dad. Are we in the mom jokes now? <laughs> Papa, Papa, come on. I think Papa. But no, his he's daughter. Still there. He's still there. Um, Chuck. Um, Man, Colin took you out with the uh, budget constraint. 
Like if you chose the Stranger Worlds um, Enterprise, yeah. mm. boy oh boy, that ship is pretty. It is. Yeah, it is. It's Same real pretty. I like it a lot. Much better looking. Than yeah, that. yeah. yeah. Um, so that leaves Shannon and Josh. Oh. Elliot, help me out here. Ellie doesn't care about Star Trek. Ellie does. Yeah. <laughs> That's not how this works, Bean. Um, of the Vulcan ships, I think the one that lands in First Contact is a yeah. better looking ship. That's a cool looking ship. A Vulcan ship landed in First Contact? Oh, oh God. boy, Shannon. Shannon. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I don't think you are kidding. I think you're just anyways. Hey everybody, I got two words for you. Shutting up. That's is that two words? Yes. The end doesn't count. Um Josh. Yeah. No? Yeah. Uh so specifically HMS Bounty is great because it is uh nostalgia to the ninth degree because it is Star Trek The Voyage Home, everybody's favorite movie. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you say, Shannon. Everyone loves right. it. Right, yeah, you fun. were very confused on that. Um, Can we do a special episode vessels? where we watch that? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Shannon? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. totally on board. I'm willing. Okay, so that being said, specifically the Klingon Bird of Prey yeah. is a great-looking ship. Mm-hmm. You see it, and you're like, oh, it's a Klingon episode, and stuff's going to go down, and it's going to either be really interesting Right. Or really intense. So that being said, the HMS Bounty wins it. Nice job. And that being said, Josh Montgomery is Nerd oh. winner. Dark horse. Oh. I'm so excited. Yeah, where's my crown? Can we get an inflatable? Right behind. No, what it's we didn't say at the, the, the beginning was, yeah. Josh, your prize. Yeah. You get to join us on our season seven. Seven. Nice. Oh I cannot wait the movie. to redeem and my poor microphone now, from the first time. And I, I, I want to I just say, as last year's champion, you are allowed to force them into something that they didn't put in the hat because they don't want to watch. Oh, oh I have stop talking now. Oh, yeah, yeah, so please tell us what is our season seven and opener. I just want to say right now, I think Mr. Michael Flight will enjoy this one. Oh, no. I'm keeping it in superheroes. Okay. okay. My Hero Academia, Heroes Rising. Oh, yes. it's going to on your heels. What a struggle. I love it. So that's not in the, that wasn't previously in the helmet. Oh, right? I love putting you in <laughs> there. Oh. Wait, 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 I'm sorry. I didn't count the points right. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> literally anyone else won. It's me. Literally no, no we're going to put you on your heels. It's fantastic. All right. So is this a, is this a theatrical release? It release? is. It is. And you can watch it individually. Oh, great. Okay. I was thinking, I was ready. I was yeah. ready in Casey's opportunity. <laughs> so, yay. So, yay. join Casey and myself and Josh yep. uh, in just a couple of short months here as we open up our yeah. season seven oh, with <laughs> My Hero Academia Heroes Rising. Heroes Rising. Not two heroes. I wanted he- Heroes Rising. Two heroes. Heroes is fine. Rising. Heroes Rising is awesome. Heroes Rising. Yeah. Okay. I think so. On September 15th, that's when season seven nice. will uh, drop. Yes. We just figured that out right now. That's right. So, yeah. so on that, thank you to Bullfinch Brew Pub. 100%. Thank you. Thank you to Dave. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Please do stop in if you're in the central New York area. Yeah, Absolutely. please. Try any of the 
multitude of award-winning beers here. Try the food. You can say drink hi like to Dave, a champ. Say hi to the crew here. Uh, it's a great place. If Thank you. If you're a D&D fan, you owe it to yourself to come. Yeah, for that's sure. right. Yeah, for sure. If um, you're a D&D fan, you should be checking out the fourth pillar, pillar of play. play. Yeah. 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 You yeah I'm going to let this everybody do their, their plugs. Perfect. Yeah, okay, so, so we'll go. Uh, Chuck, any social media plugs you want to give out? <laughs> uh, I'm on Instagram. Sure uh, Chucker. What am I, Chucker413? 413. If you like dad jokes, I'm your guy. (laughs) (laughs) Josh, go ahead. I have multiple social medias, but I don't use any of them. But if you want to get a hold of me, fourthpillarofplay.com, all spelled out. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, you can listen to us on, uh, listen to Talon and I on our podcast, Fourth Pillar of Play, Night Shift Radio Production. That's right. Yeah. Shannon? Uh, I occasionally visit a blog called www.moviesmoreorless.com. You can see me there. Do something nice. www. Yeah, sure. www. It's quicker to say whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Triple <laughs> W. Uh, so I am, some reason, still hanging out on Twitter at <laughs> Roll of Colin Ryan. Uh, I'm really not on any other socials, but you can hear more of me uh, talking about starships uh, on Where No Mom Has Gone Before, which uh, is a completed special mini-series, maxi-series. We're going to call it a maxi-series here on the Night Shift Radio uh, with Casey and our mother, who is here and is very pleased with how little we sweared. Uh, So we we review all the Star Trek movies, most of which feature the best starship. (laughs) And uh, I think you all should check it out and enjoy it. So I want to thank Michael Fight, our producer for our event here, co-founder of Night Shift Radio, uh, also with us, but not on camera this evening, Sabrina Buckets, uh, the other co-founder of Night Shift Radio. Uh, uh, much love for Night Shift, giving us a home now for many seasons. Could not be more excited to open up season, season 7 back on Night Shift. So join us September 15th as Josh brings a movie that Casey and I have never seen. Oh, and it's going to be heard of. Right? Or heard of. I've heard of, right? I heard of my hero. It's going to be fantastic. Okay. Uh, Your yes. social. Uh, you listen to me here and you'll hear him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> same same here. So thank you everybody for coming out, especially our, our friend Matt Holtholzer. So, yeah, that's yeah, amazing. Man. Thank Tucky, you so thank you, much. Holy Holy cow. Making the trip. So know, real right. fast, um, I realized oh, that I didn't win uh this year. You just However, realized it. No, no, no. Yeah, I just what I'm it saying out. is it's pretty uh, weird. What I what I'm saying is I realizing, <laughs> of course, that I didn't win. My goal number two was to make sure that Todd also didn't win. Uh-oh. So I look at this as a clear victory a clear all around. Goal I see this as an absolute I see this as an absolute yeah. win. Yeah. So can we all do oh, all to win. Work on one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So thank you very much for joining us. If you're on YouTube, everybody wave. And one, two, three. Be heroic.